Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sick Podcast Anvil Show. It is Tuesday night. That means you get to see our faces. Man, do we have some experiences to express. And yeah, we played a game too. But man, do we have some experiences to express. I said it twice because it was that incredible. But before all that, Sammy, go ahead and start me up, please. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast and Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick. It is Bill time, so let's do that, please, Sammy. Thank you much. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use DraftKings code Six Sports to get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five on any NFL bet. Again, that's a word from our sponsors, DraftKings. Thank you much, DraftKings. Now, please bring in Frick and Frack. They be like that. There go my brothers. My brothers. What up? Oh, man. One brother sounds like he swallowed a sea urchin. What does the other brother got to say? Hello. Weird. All right, so here it is. That is the official sound of the anvil. We have banged that bitch. We are officially live and ready to do this. But uh, before we do that, while we have your attention, let's talk about who likes, shares, follows on all the things. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and of course the X. You can find me at Coats Clyde. You can find the man to my right, Country at. Big Country Colts. I guess it's my left looking at the screen, but my right looking at them and to my <laughs> left, but to my right or no, to my right, to my left, to my, I don't know what size you're on. You're to my right, I guess, but to my left or whatever. What is your weird ass handle? I, I don't know, but whatever the fuck you're saying, stop because you've just <laughs> con- fucking made half my brain. Where can they find you at? What's your X handle? At Big P Colts. The best Twitter handle name ever. Bruh. Okay. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> A bullshit. A bullshit. <laughs> listen, man. Listen when I tell you. Okay. Cause you we always have something that happens to us that seemingly tops the last amazing thing that happened to us. And I'll tell you this. <laughs> This last thing that happened to us, man, it was high on the list of topping the things that are great that happened to us. But the blessings keep coming for this podcast and for this forge that we're building. And Saturday did not disappoint. We had the opportunity to be invited into the official Colts tailgate, which in our city we call the Blue Crew, Touchdown Town, that whole area. So, I mean, every city has it. Wherever you see game day live or you see flashes of fans going nuts in that city, that's the most happening tailgate spot for that team. Well, we were in that area for the first time. We've been making some waves, and we got a chance to come and visit the place where it really goes down. And I think, boys, we held our own. I think we carried our torch Mighty, and I think the anvil now rings 
very loudly <laughs> within the blue Korean blue crew in touchdown town. What do you guys think about that boys? I mean, I think it's, it was definitely a humbling experience um, coming from me. Cause like just standing there, you know, enjoying everybody around us, laughing, having fun. There's also some uh, blue crew members that walk up to us. Uh, me particularly, I don't know about y'all, but um, I was just saying, we got to get y'all back in here next year. Like y'all have to be here. And even Gary, one of the heads of the Blue Crew, was saying, "Yeah, you you all definitely deserve a spot here. Like y'all bring y'all bring the shit here." So it was, it was it was great to hear that. If I sound a bit raspy, that's because I'm just now getting my voice back. Uh, I have been trying to get tea into my system. Like I yelled so much, I was <laughs> the countdown man for too many anvil shots to remember. But boy, what a time. So, Pete, what did you think about our experience at the tailgate? It was phenomenal. You know, we after the game, we, we was able to sit around and talk to a couple of the heads of the Blue Crew. Uh, and like Costa was saying, they loved us. We loved them. It's a good fit. But one of the questions I, I was asked was, was it bigger than what we came from? And I got to thinking, no, not really. Because, you know, where we normally tailgate, we draw a large crowd. The only difference that I saw was the, the, the crowd that we draw where we normally tailgate comes and goes. Yeah. But in the blue crew lot, people come, go, and come back. Or just loiter and stay. Or, or, or just stick around. <laughs> and that was phenomenal. That it was really phenomenal. Um, every time we turned around, somebody was either grabbing me or Clyde or Acosta and saying, hey, I need to introduce you to this guy. Hey, I need to introduce you to these people. Hey, you know. That was incredible. The, the Blue Crew really uh, welcomed incredible. with open arms and is much, much appreciated. Um, if they continue to have spots open for the next two games, we're there. If they don't, like like Acosta said, we're on the we're on the list in there, and we're not gonna stop grinding until we got the until we get there. And I remember we had a sidebar, and you know, and this is like a personal story for us, but a sidebar last year after Pat for the second year had met Anello and Sammy and the entire Sick family, um, and we discussed it. And I remember us putting our heads together, we were like, "Hey, man, that's the goal." We, we need to join that network and see what that's about. And they have definitely elevated our game, gave us more to work with, gave us a bigger reach. And this year, after entering that tailgate, that's what it is this year. That's the goal, right? Yeah, and those, those wins are, have been huge for us, and we're going to keep them coming. And with that, <laughs> I will say <laughs> – it's no shade to my boys, but I love them. But going forward, Clyde would always be the one that's doing the technical checks because, <laughs> because look at him. Look, can't wait. Look, look at his face. He's <laughs> there's my strawberry. Look at it. Check it out. <laughs> we did an amazing like video that was impromptu where we kind of shot a game day prelude. It was amazing. We gave love to our entire crew. So let's talk about them right now. Let's go down a list. All right. So here we go. So we got, of course, the one and the only <laughs> HR, his wife. Okay. We got Sarah. 
We have Liz. We have okay, guys. Get all the ladies out of the way. We got Daryletta. We got Becca. Them are the ladies of the Amble. Then we got the fellers. Right. So of course you got us three, but then you have Carve and Thomas. But then you have Daniel. You got Tyler. You got Biggie. You got Adam J. Aaron. And Aaron. There you go. And, and Justin. And Justin. Holy snikes. But he wasn't there. He wasn't there. But uh so we're not he's not family no more. No, Scheiser, here you go. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Justin, you are definitely family. But it was you amazing. Cut off, buddy. <laughs> to put our heads together, have a group huddle, and look around that entire scope of people and be like, this is all of us now, right? So we got to give love to them. They help us in so many ways. They've been helping us in so many ways. So now, you know, it's just only right to make them official. So they are part of that entire thing. And that's that's an amazing thing. You're pro this show is probably starting off a little bit full of emotional and feels but it's christmas so we're giving some love and joy to where it goes so if you don't like it omaha yourself omaha! okay so here we go <laughs> we should now talk about a football game <laughs> right? we should an probably awesome talk about football a football game. game an awesome football game all right so let's kick this around the room boys before we talked uh, i'm sorry actually before uh before the game we had spoke with uh, the Steelers crazy team. Shout out to them and their podcast last week. And we both talked about two teams that are, eh, you know, in this game, though we were both eh, like, what are we really stand? Definitely had a lot of importance when it came to the playoff pitcher. So it was a big one. It mattered. I mean, our team went in there. You heard pregame. They said this is a playoff game for them. Absolutely. But boy, <laughs> that first quarter, boys. Ooh. I thought we had some hangover from the Cincy yeah, game going on. Yeah, I, I thought it was too. 13, was it 13-0 to start? 13-0. Yep. 13-0 to start. And like most days <laughs> when you're watching Colts football, there's a whole bunch of, damn, it's that close to being that great for us, and then it flips around. That's how the game started, right? Like – Getting all the way down there, having a great drive, not being able to get the first down, turnover on downs. They come all the way back. They score a touchdown. Missing missing plays, you know, so that makes it a bigger play. Like, just random shit was happening in the first quarter, and we were not settled. We were not settled, right? And so then I think that the, the game started to slow down, and people started to realize, you know, hey, Fuck, let's settle down, let's lock in. And oh, by the way, let's get the pressure off our back talking about we haven't beat this team in 15 years. Because I think that was a part of it, too. Like, if you ain't won in 15 years, like, the other team comes in, like, you ain't beat me in 15 years. Like, beat me. And I feel like we're yeah. playing too hard to beat them versus just playing the game. So that sounds kind of contradictory. Of course, the object is to win. But it's like in the first quarter, it's like everything was – overdone <laughs> like like shit just wasn't making sense i was like what the fuck are we doing right now i remember looking at up like look man every time i bring my ass to this stadium this year <laughs> i leave and fly the fuck back to texas with this i can't keep doing it stressing me the fuck out but then they must have heard me in the crowd because they got the shit right i think they did okay so 30 unanswered so let's talk about the offense. I'll kick it over to you to lead and back to Acosta. But let's talk about the offense. 30 fucking points unanswered with, an, oh, by the way, 
backups. Who the fuck are these people? Remember in the program? Go yes. Ahead, <laughs> Your thoughts. Couldn't even find Sherman or uh, Goodson. Did I say that right? Who the hell is Sherman? Omaha, you. Trey Omaha! Sherman. Sherman. You That's said Sherman. Said. Yeah, oh, I didn't mean to say Sherman. <laughs> like Richard Sherman. I was like, oh, but yeah, it, they weren't even in the programs. And Montgomery freaking lit up. Montgomery's another one, yeah. you know. And then when MPJ uh, went down, I was really expecting uh, Pierce and Downs to pick up the pieces from MPJ being gone, but they went to Montgomery. In that in that absence, they went they went heavy on the running game in that absence, and we lost uh, Moss. Yeah, and still put up what? How many yards on the ground? One seventy four. One hundred and seventy four from practice squad players. Incredible, man. Now, Incredible I will shit. give the O line credit for that. When they the when the O line of old. Yeah, when those guys came in, they really stepped up, and they created some monster holes. Okay, we, we're definitely going to key in on <laughs> one guy. I'll circle back to him. Okay, that's a, that's a preview to offense. Okay, let's kick it over to the other side of the ball where our uh, future almost didn't quite make it but was going to be maybe one day pro bowler in Acosta. <laughs> Tell us, sir, how did you – enjoy the defense and their performance well i'm going to start off by saying this last week we said that the defense was not making the adjustments that they needed gus bradley's scheme was still failing us still is to a degree (laughs) but the effort (laughs) but the effort was pull them notes out pull them notes out (laughs) was uh was 200% there. The effort was 200% there. Big effort. <laughs> and, man, this, the adjustments that that defensive side of the ball made was just outstanding. Held them to six points. Um, I can't remember 13. how many yards. Or 13 points. Yeah. I mean, but, man, that defense just – it showed what the defense could be this whole time. I hated that they came in this late, but you know what? The dubs, the dub. We acted like it was a playoff game, and it and it really was in our part for both teams. And that defense has showed up when we needed them to show up. And in all actuality, right? Like <laughs> it was wild to see it, but we actually blitzed. Couldn't believe it. We sent a blitz. We didn't. We were not successful. We did not make it home. But the fact that they sent the blitz shows exactly what you were saying. Like he had he attempted to adjust because I'm gonna tell you why. Even being up at different points of the game after. So basically after we took the lead going right into halftime, I think it was 14, 13. I don't think we ever looked back, but there were, there were times in that game where it was like, Oh shit. Like one play goes this way. One play goes that way. These, these boys can be right back in it. And I'll tell you what those plays were third and fucking 20. Who gives that up? Who gives that up? And not even like they got third and 20 by a yard. They end up getting like 26 yards on that play. The fuck? <laughs> okay. Fourth and 10. Again. Not not fourth and two. Not, not fourth and four. Fourth and 10. 
and the and the plays that they're connecting on are simple like out routes, right? So all you do is space the field and have one on one on one side, which is all you're trying to create, and you give your guy a chance with a good football. Easy first down, pretty fucking simple. And up until that point, no blitzes. After these two big conversions, he sent the blitz. He actually changed up some coverage. We seen some man, some press man. Couldn't believe what the fuck is that? What's that? Who does that? Not Gus Bradley, but that's what he said he does. But he actually did it. It's insane. So he did it to the tune of actually getting <laughs> Trubisky benched. <laughs> so the defense was playing their lights <laughs> For out. For the rest of the season. Yeah. Because early on, I remember, I mean, and Acosta had primo seats because he was down there with Big E. Shout out to Big E for having the best seats in the house. And the big bastard made the fucking jumbotron. Can't miss him. So good gob on you, man. Um, but I remember looking at Pat and I was like, hey, man. And this is the first quarter. It's like, hey, man, this is Mitchell Trubisky. Like, we're not even going to bullshit this. <laughs> okay, Like, this is bottom tier quarterbacking coming into the game looking like I'm one of the better ones in the game. And if our defense allows this all day, I'm not going to be able to take it. I'm going to go plumb dumb and need fucking somebody to secure me. Like I was going to wake the fuck. If Mitch Trubisky would have had, if Mr. Trubisky, if Mitch Trubisky would have went, let's call it 25 for 32 for 350 and three or four tutties, I would be maybe in a mental institution right now. <laughs> like guaranteed straight jacket like the oh, way because <laughs> every time that yeah. would look at me we're like is this team or effort always effort <laughs> the answer is effort never scheme so that was interesting to look at man and then and then and then let's go back to the offense really quick Gardner was erratic early to the tune and this is a crazy topic so let's we might as well hit this and I don't even like the place blame, but let's just have the conversation for shits and giggles. Who's more at fault? McKenzie or whatever his name is, the, the, the DB to hit Pittman, or Gardner for putting Pittman into a stretch out type reception? Just 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 answer that one word. Gardner or 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 the guy. Equally, in my Equal. opinion. Equally. Okay. Yeah, Gardner, Gardner should not stretch those receivers out like that. And when the DB seen that he was flying through the air, he did not have to crush him like that, especially at the head and the neck. He could have just took his hands and pushed him down. Yes. And I'm telling you, bro, like the way it looked initially, I was like, because I mean, the, the it ended up being concussion. Okay. But I'm like, man, I don't know if Buddy's got a spine injury. Like you look at the, the slow more, look at the steel pitchers. Yeah. And Pittman is bent awkwardly backwards. So you got forced this way and, and complete extension, and his back and body is compressed. And I was like, oh, shit. So, Country, your thoughts, Gardner or the other guy? I mean, I think it's more the other guy. But, I mean, I've been, I'm going to say 60-40 really more on the defender. The defender definitely could have chose to do that. But Gardner, through, I thought, was not a stretched ball. I thought it was actually a bad ball by Gardner. But MBJ made the effort to sacrifice himself for the ball. That's that he's just that type of dog. We we know how he is, and you know he just made the effort. And the defender came in and just you know about took his back and neck out. You know what I mean? So, um, 
I just think it's more on the defender. He definitely he was totally defenseless. There was no one around. He could have just let him yeah. fall and just touch him, right? So yeah. that's just my thoughts. And that's key. And I think that was key because initially I was like, oh, that's 100% the player. Okay, cool. Or 100% the DB. But then, I, you know, then things started to happen. So first off, uh, a couple other plays from the game came up afterward. I seen on the X. And, like, he earlier in the game, early first quarter, he got Josh Downs' head knocked off. Josh Downs popped right back up, ran off the field. So I was like, oh, okay, wait, Garner is throwing. <clears throat> as, as I would find out later that day, hospital balls. That shit is hilarious that that dude <laughs> titled that fucking that, that tweet or that X post as Tom Brady throwing hospital balls because he came out talking to Brady and was like, oh, you know, too much is being put on a defender. Quarterbacks should definitely – be you know held accountable for putting you know receivers in the in bad positions and he was like okay fuck it here's one minute of hospital balls from tom brady if you haven't seen that on x <laughs> go follow logan the Colts fan. i forget what his actual handle is but his, his name is logan but that shit's hilarious and it's not hilarious because you're seeing people get knocked out but it's like if this is not the most hypocritical shit brady was getting welker knocked out <laughs> like weekly that's why at the end of welker's career even though i think he ended in denver like rest welker was running around with a fucking darth vader helmet on like that's how big his fucking helmet was because oh, yeah, his yeah. head was fucking full of fucking whistles and marbles from getting smoked <laughs> so many times over his career so Brady was like really kind of like, I'm just Tom Brady. I can say whatever. And then somebody called him on his bluff. Like, dude, you've been getting people knocked out. So what I'm what I'm getting at is it's a football play. And unfortunately, those plays happen, right? And I think in a moment, every everybody is way too emotional. Our stadium lit up, boo, F you, this dude should be out the league. Like, you know, crazy shit. Well, he is suspended for the rest of the season. And I would never want to see somebody's paycheck go away because I know what that would be like if somebody was like, oh, take Clyde's paycheck away. That probably wouldn't be great. But you know what? If the fucking <laughs> if the action fits the fucking the bill, then I think that if that's the rule, that's the rule. Right. So he did not have to do that. He could have tapped him down, as country said. So with that said, I don't know if I agree with the entire rest of the season you're out. Um, but I mean, I, I'm definitely thinking a game and a paycheck, but they gave him the rest of the season. So that's tough. Um, but I just wanted to address something that something that I did read, but I can't confirm because I haven't looked into it. But somebody had posted that that DB has like four or five fines for illegal hits like that this oh. year alone yeah that's that's wow. that's accurate he's a it, is, it is accurate okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is accurate. so it once i read that that to me uh, made made the suspension what it is okay. not well, not necessarily that one hit on Pittman, but up. yeah it, it added enough that was the straw that broke that back no that's true because i mean Again, different sport, but I think that's why Draymond Green now is suspended indefinitely, right? Like, you've been doing a lot of crazy shit, and they like, you need to take a chill pill, bro. <laughs> like, so maybe, okay, so, okay, let's call it that. I think it's more than just a game. Fair enough. Um, You know, the other thing is, you're watching things that so we talked about, you know, um, Gardner being a little bit erratic. Again, I get it. You guys are going to give me hell, so I'll apologize. <laughs> I'm not an interior guy. I don't play in the trenches, but I do judge the fuck out of them. <laughs> I know it's hard. I know it's tough, 
But I mean, and he's a young guy. He's he's but Blake Freeland, man, like, bro. <laughs> when I say ole, 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 like sometimes he gets beat so bad. I'm like, did we have like it feels like we didn't have enough dudes on the line? I was like, he got beat bad so bad one play. I was like, okay, literally after Kelly and then who plays who plays right guard fries <laughs> I was like maybe we didn't have a right tackle in that's how bad he got beat it was insane so I mean and we seen these moments last year with Raymond on the left side right so I think like we said you got those rookie growing pains because he struggled a lot last year but he's been significantly better but it's just hard to watch when they're young. Now, maybe he'll be a stud next year and beyond. But, bro, sometimes I'm like, I get it. They're only going to get better by playing. But right now, and I mean this, <laughs> we are not in a position to lose our starting backup quarterback. <laughs> We're not. We are not in a, I mean, we talked about it last week that we felt like that there was a play when Gardner was concussed. Now, that was him running out the pocket and scrambling, and then he kind of took a hit. But we don't we, we're not in a position where we're like, okay, our starter that is a backup that's been playing pretty solid, wild and erratic at times, but pretty solid. We're not in a position to lose him too. And now the season ends with Sammy I am Ellinger. Not ready. <laughs> okay. I, I'm now again, that's another that's another place to that will or that's another <laughs> that's another thing that will put me in a mental home in a fucking straitjacket. I'm not ready for that. So <laughs> Let's, we have to do a better job at protecting him. So as Pat and Afkasa has said many a times, both trench guys, it's okay to admit I need help. And if that means I need help, we got to keep a tight end in the game and we got to change the game plan. We just can't do certain things. I'd rather do that <laughs> than have another quarterback on the IR. So Absolutely. if we got to always go heavy right side just to give help, do it. Because Gardner is not Anthony Richardson in escapability, but at the same token – <laughs> Sam, I am coming in this late in the season with the playoffs in the balance, the division in the balance. Come on, bro. We're, we're we, man. Please, please, football gods, <laughs> don't ever <laughs> in your life disrespect us that bad and just give us that much curse. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. So Freeland, get better. <laughs> Fuck it, get better. DJ Montgomery, in game, adjusted for an error, complete crazy drop. Right, like catch secures a touchdown, basically rolls over, loses the ball. Weird space. Never seen a play like that. Really, like dude didn't even hit you. You literally just dropped it. Could have been. I don't understand why that wasn't a touchdown because he had the ball secured. He was on the ground, and then when he rolled, that's when he dropped it. I think there's something. I don't understand that rule. Was would that be something with a football move? So I think there's two. Th I don't think it's a football move because he couldn't. He couldn't make a football move because he went to the ground. But I think yeah. it's surviving the ground without. So, no. So I think it's this. This is because this is the play that we immediately brought up. We brought up Michael Pittman a couple years ago, I think, against the Jets. He caught a touchdown, had it completely secured, ran by where the defender was, and the defender way after two or three steps knocked the ball out of his hand. Somebody called touchdown. Somebody said incomplete. Then they went back and ruled it touchdown because he possessed the ball clearly. The touchdown had already basically happened, and then you just kind of knocked it out of my hand. But this was different, I believe, because nobody touched him, and he didn't survive the ground. So now we're going back to Des Bryant, right? Like he didn't 
So what he would have had to do is come down, knee down, derriere down, roll over, still get up with the ball in his hand because no, because it was just him in the ground. I think that's why it didn't. Well, get why right. is it that running backs can dive to the pylon, and when they dive, and they as soon as that ball crosses crosses, crosses the plane, it's a touchdown. And when they hit the ground nine times out of ten, they, drop the they lose the ball anyways. And I think that's because they, they've is already it, Is the it a different rule for the running backs versus the receivers in that case? I would say, uh, and I'm not a rule specialist, but I'm if I'm looking at those two scenarios, just based off what you said, I think it's about, about already possessing the ball. So I've ran with the ball now for, hell, 20 yards or a yard. It doesn't matter. When I extend it, literally I've, I, I have possession of the ball. So when I extend it, the, the play is over for a touchdown, if that, if you will. So it doesn't matter what happened that day because I already had it. You had to catch the ball to secure it to then finish your play as a receiver. And so he called the ball to secure it, but didn't finish it as as a is how I would take it. Them probably there's some some real fucking hard to read understood shit in a rule book somewhere, but that's the way I kind of see it. Um, if you explain it like that, I wish I, if, if we were in watching the game, I'm sure Dean Blandino or whoever the fuck is the ref on site would explain that. But I think that's what that was, in my opinion, um, that he, he caught the ball. Yes. He rolled over. Yes. But going back to that Des Bryant thing, he didn't survive the ground. I, I that's the only thing I can come up with and I could be completely wrong, but if you guys out there, let us know. Um, but he redeemed himself. Because he came back and caught a was a thirty something yard touchdown. Well, first off, before the half, mm -hmm. he had like a forty yard gain, huge gain. Then he would end up getting rewarded by getting the, the touchdown to finish finish that drive off. So I think that the touchdown only was like maybe 15, 20 yards. But he had a big forty yard catch or something like that going into half. And so I'm glad that he was able to get the get the chance to redeem himself. And hey, look, you know what? We can rely on you. And like, hey, maybe it was a little bit of jitters on that first play, but come out and still show that you are worth the spot that you have secured. So, and last but not least, and Lord have mercy, <laughs> have we dealt with this in Indy over the last two years? And shout out to Sarah because we know she had love for Hot Rod and the goggles, and that was her baby before Fluffy Butt. <laughs> <laughs> I remind him it's her baby before Fluffy Butt. Love you, sis. But uh, and that's coming from a man that swore he would never say that. I know. Let me Omaha the fuck out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can't believe I said that on the fucking podcast. Just, but just, anyway. so, just so everybody knows, if you can't put the pieces together, Fluffy Butt is AKA Grant Stewart. Yes. So y'all know. That is Sarah Madrano's. Fucking boo outside of this strawberry Harry. But anywho, um you, you guys get me off track, but getting back on track. So reason why I brought up hot rod is because we lost him because he started off great, then he got the yips. <laughs> he got him and it was weird. It's but actually before him, it was Adam Vinatieri towards the last parts of his career with us. Yips. I was like, oh shit. Then then hot rod got the yips. Then we had Chase McLaughlin. It felt like he was a security blanket, and he got the yips. And Matt Gay came out super strong this year. I mean, boom, 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 knocking him down. I mean, the Baltimore game was surreal. He knocking them shits down for damn near 60 in Baltimore, open-air stadium. Like, holy shit. Like, we, you're worth every 
dollar of the 22 million, whatever we paid you to kick this shit <laughs> in the last three weeks, man. Missing fucking extra points, missing 30 yarders. Like, hey, dude, what the fuck is going on? So, our last topic of the night does Matt Gay have the yips? And because we're so invested now, this isn't a seventh round punter that we're paying peanuts. <laughs> and you know how Patrick do. Patrick will cut your ass, $100 million man, if you don't give me the fucking $100 million performance. Okay. <laughs> Did you did you see what I tagged you in today? That video. I don't know. You tagged me in a lot of shit. What which one was this? Uh from Mike Nichols. I don't know. No problem. He, he posted a video of Shaq going into a hole, nobody there. And he's just like surprised. This is and, as and, 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 yes. This is this, this is last night's night, game. Okay? Oh, send me that because I didn't say that again. Send it to me again. I probably yeah. yeah, check your Facebook. I tagged you in it. Oh, it's in Facebook. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. check that. I haven't really been on the book of face today. Yeah, I haven't either. But I did see that, and that's a prime example of why. Well, I will say this then. Sticking with Matt Gay. <laughs> I was going to say, what's this got to do with Matt Gay? But okay. <laughs> well, it, it, it has a lot to do because Pat will cut your ass. Yeah, you got to produce. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I tell you, I tell you, fucking what. <clears throat> Show up late or fall asleep again. We will cut your. No, he will cut your ass. And you, like can take to the, and you can take I'll, that to the motherfucking bank. I like to see him try. <laughs> I will cut the president of the Anvil Show like I a motherfucker. Never cut a card. <laughs> <laughs> But, but anyway, he said, but he said if you take another vacation, on the other hand, without approval. Oh, whoa! <laughs> oh, I thought I had to run that through HR. They you do. But she they never approved. You shit. haven't ran one by her yet. Whoa, Why start now? You don't know what I've asked her, fucker. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's privy information. Did I need to talk to HR about exposing my fucking <laughs> records to you assholes? <laughs> now I might have that bone pick with her. Hey, HR, uh, don't be exposing my records to these fucking guys because they're using uh, it against me. But we're your <laughs> superiors, so we have to Whoa. know what's going on. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> bullshit. A bullshit. A bullshit. Got him. That's hilarious. So for real, though, like, does he have the hips? And if he has the yips, no. are we worried? Did we overcommit and invest too much money? No. No. It, it, look, these are grown men playing a game, a game that has mistakes for this reason or that reason. And I think that's all it is. I don't think it's the yips, uh, you know, because he came back after that and, and hit how many? But he missed another two. He did miss another one. <laughs> but my thing is, nobody's perfect. We weren't talking about Peyton Manning when he didn't make a pass. Yeah, we. but we but, also didn't resign him and said, go your own way. You can go your own way. He only went to one two time. more Super Bowls. He only one went time. to two more Super Bowls. Wow. And, and how many years was he with the team? 14. 14. Should have been How many? How many missed 
passes did he or incomplete passes did he? Oh, hundreds. I don't fucking know. Okay, but we're not talking about his <clears throat> yips. Well, you don't get the yips as a quarterback. Right. We only <laughs> <laughs> get him as a kicker. I don't who gets We're that only out. we're only talking about this because our sample size of Matt Gay is so small oh, versus okay. everybody else on the field. Fair enough. You know, if he was out there every play kicking it, missing it, that's a different story. But because that sample size is so small, it's so highlighted when Fair things enough. like that happen. So I, 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 I think we're fine. Country, 30-second answer. Are we fine or did we overpay? No, we're we're still fine with him. I just think he's a little – I think – not that it's an excuse, but just the outside looking, I think he's a little distracted. He just had a baby and everything. I think he's just trying to adjust to that. If I'm not mistaken, it is his first child. So I'm sure like, you know, some long nights are in there, you know, doing daddy, doing daddy duty. So that's facts. Uh, so I think uh, a lot of that just has to do with a newborn baby and all that, but I think he'll come through it. He'll be fine. All right, Matt. Well, we're going to definitely chop it up to your kids kicking and screaming at night. Pun intended, kicking and screaming. You seen what I did right there? They don't call me the fucking voice for nothing. <laughs> Anywho, what the hell was that? They don't call me the fucking voice for nothing. <laughs> Is that are you British and Italian? I'm confused. And uh, never mind. Anyway, um, listen. Thursday night we will talk about some things that we didn't have time to talk about tonight. But uh, who would have thought? Okay, who would have fucking thought now? With what three to go? Three to go, right? Three to go. Three to go. Three to There's go. a three-way actual win-loss tie. I'm saying win-loss because conference records, division records are slightly skewed and swayed in one team's favor. But there <laughs> is a three-way tie win-loss in the AFC South. Oh, Sammy, guess who's not in that tie? Because. <laughs> the Jags, the Texans, the Colts now are not just playing to maybe get into the playoffs. They're playing to actually get into the playoffs, win a division, and host home game as a four seed. What a time to be alive. <laughs> but that's for a later date on a different day. And it's all love to all of our teams and all of our fan bases of the Sick Podcast Network. But Sammy, it's always fun. To remind you that because and only because <laughs> you were like, oh, the Titans are definitely the best team to start this thing. Matter, matter of fact, that was probably Anello. That was more your father. Sammy, we're sorry. Anello? We won the draft. We run free agency. We're going to run the South. That's for that Anello. That's probably more for Anello. That tight asshole's pretty loose, if you ask me. Wow. And for that one, Sammy, <laughs> get us out of here. Get us out of here. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.